Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. With more business being done online than ever before, how do you even try to differentiate your own business from all the others? For some help, we turn to Joel Gershman, co-founder of Digital Autopilot and CEO of The Change Coach. An important step, he says, is by being very clear about who you are and what you stand for. And it might just help if you channel the personality of a Hollywood actor. So what does that mean? Joel explains shortly. First, he says that there are three core drivers when it comes to growing revenue. Joel Gershman outlines each one to Chris Ashmore. They are, number one, the number of leads you generate, or for e-commerce businesses, the amount of traffic to your site. Number two, your conversion rate of leads to sales or traffic to sales. And number three is the amount of value you generate from each customer. And that's based on your retention rate, your average value per sale, which is how much they spend with you. And finally, the number of sales per customer per year. That's how often they buy. Now, growth in even one of these drivers can significantly increase your revenue. But what's really interesting for business owners is that growth along a number of them can create a multiplier effect that can really revolutionize a business. So it's worth exploring strategies for all three, for lead generation, lead conversion, and increasing customer value. Whichever of those three you're focusing on, one of the critical things to keep in mind is your differentiation strategy, because that's going to help you to generate leads, to convert those leads into sales, and to generate more value from each of those customers. So how can you differentiate your company from others in the industry? Well, look, differentiation, in essence, is about ensuring that your business stands out. And you do that by being unique, different, and better than the competition in some meaningful respect. I mean, if you're not, why should anyone buy from you over the competition, right? And that's why I find it's critical to craft a really compelling differentiation strategy. Now, how do you do that? Well, first of all, it means being crystal clear on your target market. Who are your best, most lucrative customers? What's their demographic profile? What's their psychological profile? This is something that some businesses don't really think about. And it's critical because once you know who they are, you can then start to understand their needs. And that's step two. What do they care about? What drives them? What bothers them? And once you understand their needs, step three is to decide which of those needs you're going to differentiate around. In other words, which customer needs can you meet better than anyone else? Are you the fastest, the safest, the highest quality, the most reliable, the most fun, and so on? And finally, you'll need to back up your differentiators with evidence. How are you going to justify your differentiation claims? It's no good to say that we're the fastest or the highest quality without backing it up in some way. And you can do that through money-back guarantees, online reviews, celebrity endorsements, and the list goes on. If you can answer those four questions for your business and communicate it in your marketing, I'd say you're well on the way to standing out from the crowd. 
Mm. Does a lot of this come down to the branding of your business? It might sound obvious, but why is branding important? Well, I find that branding is critical, but it's also misunderstood. So let me start by dispelling a bit of a myth. Branding isn't about your logo or your colour scheme or your website design. Okay, let's just be clear about that. Now, those are important expressions of your brand, but your brand itself runs much deeper. It's about who you are. It's your personality. It's how your business thinks, feels, and acts. But if it's okay, let me back up for a minute just to explain that. Now, you've probably noticed that there are some brands with which you connect more than others, right? Maybe you feel a certain affinity or loyalty that you can't easily explain. And often it's because they're using another type of differentiator, one that has nothing to do with your product quality, performance, money back guarantee, or any other specific feature or benefit that you offer. And this might sound dramatic, but in a sense, What they've done is they've hacked your mind by leveraging what we call the science of brand archetypes. You see, Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, who was a former student of Sigmund Freud, identified 12 universal personality archetypes that reflect the range of basic human drives. And what's interesting for businesses is that each of us tends to have one archetype that really dominates our personality. For example, if honesty and kindness is extremely important to me, I might resonate more with an honest, innocent, kind personality type rather than, say, an adventurous, powerful or controlling one. On the other hand, if I'm into liberation and freedom, I might be drawn to a more carefree, free-spirited personality. Now, what does all that mean for marketing? Well, it means this. If you want to resonate with your target market, your brand needs to embody a personality, an archetype that appeals to them. And when you do, what happens is you won't just be a commodity, you'll actually create a deep level of connection that's hard to replicate. And this is the heart and you know the secret of real branding. It's not about your logo, it's about who you are, it's your personality, which is why the best brands in the world Right, the ones that elicit the fanatical brand loyalty, they embody a distinct personality that truly resonates with their target market. That's what real branding is. Do you have any examples of brand personalities or these archetypes, as you say? Sure. And there are 12 of them, but let me give you just a few to illustrate. Let's start with what's sometimes called the jester archetype. Right, So the jester is driven by experiencing pleasure, enjoyment, and fun, right? They want to have a great time and lighten others up too, which is why you'll find this type of person, this personality, playing, joking around, and just generally being funny. If you want a a practical example, think Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler. And what's powerful about this persona from a branding perspective is that even if you're not a full-blown jester personality yourself, Everyone likes to laugh. So if you're in the entertainment business or you want to associate your brand with fun and good times, the jester personality can be a really memorable point of differentiation. By way of example, think of Old Spice or Dollar Shave Club or Bundaberg Rum. If you've ever seen their ads, you'll know what I mean. Another archetype is what's called the creator archetype. 
Now, it's also sometimes called the artist. So the creator's desire is to innovate, to create something of value that maybe didn't exist previously. And they need to express their unique talent to bring their vision to life, right? So think of the artistic genius Mozart as portrayed in Amadeus or the master tinkerer Tony Stark in Iron Man. Or if you want to go back a few years earlier, Emmett Brown, Doc from Back to the Future. This archetype is really popular among art, design, technology, and even marketing brands because their products and services empower their customers to be creative. They foster imagination and self-expression and really celebrate that creative process. So think of brands like Apple, Lego, Adobe. They really epitomize this archetype. If you've never watched that ad that launched Apple's classic Think Different campaign, check it out because it's a really great example of this. I'll give you one more, Mm. one last example, and it's probably my favorite, and it's the every man archetype or every person to be more accurate. And this personality type has a, a deep desire to belong. They don't seek attention. They're not trying to stand out. They're just friendly, honest, humble, relatable, genuine people who want to be part of the group like everyone else. And in wanting to belong and get along with others, they treat everyone with dignity and respect. So my favorite example of this is Tom Hanks. He embodies that all-round nice guy persona, you know, the person next door you can rely on, talk to, and trust to have your back. And this archetype is often used by brands that relate to everyday activities, like home or family life. And their key idea is that they make people feel a sense of belonging and acceptance. So examples are Ikea, Levi's, and Target. Ikea, just by way of example, makes quality, simple, affordable household furniture that's available to everyone. Their mission is to provide quality to everyone, regardless of whether they're a CEO or a cashier, everyone gets the same treatment. Levi's is no different. Everyone gets great quality jeans. And Target's byline, everyday low prices, means that no one's excluded. They're accessible to everyone. That was CEO of The Change Coach and co-founder of Digital Autopilot, Joel Gershman. We continue with Joel's archetypes and how to build a brand strategy in tomorrow's episode. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.